hi friends I got a couple reviews for you first is the mansion which is on Amazon Prime I got to see that early and well guess what it stinks it's not scary it's not fun it's painfully boring and slow that's all you need to know other than Barbara Hershey's in it and I don't think we've seen her in anything in maybe 20 years
Well, there's a lot of things happening in sci-fi right now. The, the industry seems to be coming back to life, and hopefully there might be some revived quality. Fingers crossed, we can only hope. But as well, in a world where we have a disease that spreads so rapidly and the negative news, we need some healthy escapism in our lives to keep us all sane. Well, what's coming out soon is, well, The Expanse. If you're a fan of The Expanse like I am, I've read a couple of the books and found them quite enjoyable. They'll be back in December. Also, Netflix is releasing the last... As you know, when it comes to Spider-Man, there's a split between Marvel and Sony. Sony doesn't want to give up Spider-Man and the associated characters such as Venom. This week, my review is on the new Venom movie, Let There Be Carnage. Well, it's entertaining. It's it's not. It's none of that. It's pure popcorn. It's goofy. So, some things are, are really annoying about it, such as the focus, um, the selective focus at the beginning of the movie is really annoying. Just It just seems to, to be um, mediocre when it comes to fun. I mean, it just seems like it, it was just kind of, to some degree, pieced together um, story-wise. And it, it just it didn't seem to have a, a natural flow to it. In fact, the, when you get to the ending... The ending reminds you a lot of Spider-Man 3. Yeah, with Venom, the ending with the, the church, uh, the bell and, and stuff. It's <laughs> a lot of the elements from that ending is in this movie. And I wonder if anybody has told Sam Raimi about it. I mean, for goodness sakes, it, it was that, that blatant and obvious. And also the whole concept of how the bad guy developed it it's kind of stupid really it, really stupid in fact but it's just dumb fun I'd, I'd give it a solid C so stay tuned for our next review well I was flying on a plane recently and I caught a movie that I've been wanting to see in the theater it was called The Night House well this is a great movie um, I really enjoyed it it was more of a uh, psychological, supernatural thriller, truthfully. It had a couple of elements that kind of reminded me of, believe it or not, Hellraiser because of um, the puzzle. The puzzle. If you watch the movie, you'll see that the husband, the main character, was building a mirror house of theirs, and it reminded you of the men configuration. So. What the story is, is this woman's husband has committed suicide, and she does not know why. He he shot himself in the middle of the lake in a rowboat with a gun she didn't know they owned. And there was a, some things going on that were huge surprises. She feels like she's being haunted by him. Well, the truth is, it's not really him. See, the main character at one point died in a car accident in her teens in Tennessee and was revived, but something came back with her. Yeah, that's right. And that thing that came back with her wants her. So this entity had been terrorizing her husband for the 14 years they've been married. And it turned out he was killing women to satisfy this entity. And these women looked just like his wife. So as the story progressed, she ends up trying to commit suicide in a rowboat in the lake, just like her husband. 
And if you think about it, that kind of feels like, um, oh, that's a little bit of the Friday the 13th vibe. I can't remember which movie it was, but the ending where uh, the last girl's in the boat and Jason jumps out and uh, to get her, but it's really a dream. But in this case, the friend, a friend and her neighbor rescue her. It's a, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's great if you have that horror itch. It's I I think it's not real real scary, but it's it's a bit of a slow burn, and I would give it a a B minus. Truthfully, I enjoyed it enough, and it was a good watch on the plane. And you know how sometimes it is to watch a movie on the plane. It's everything you've seen or everything you don't want to see. So. In this case, this, this was a lot of fun. I know we're still going through the pandemic together. And something that has recently restarted again has been the conventions. Now, the online conventions have been under disasters. I've checked out the, um, the programming for Comic-Con San Diego at home, and, well, it made me want to stay home at home because it was so bad, so weird, and so unrelatable. But, however, this September, I went to Texas Frightmare Weekend, which is more of a independent event for horror. And it was it was great. We had to wear masks, unfortunately, which sucks. Um, however, they still had plenty of water around for us. And it, it was really great. I got to see Corey Taylor of Slipknot. I have a great story someday. I'll tell you about that. Um, Malcolm McDonald, Patricia Tallman, of uh, Babylon 5 fame and she's a well actually a well-known stunt woman too but she was also on a panel with Tom Savini about the remake of Night of the Living Dead. I, I don't think the big cons are going to be doing that well. Um, they tried to have one in Dallas and it seemed like it was about the office and they had William Shatner. Of course, well, I think William Shatner's fairly good with the fans, but it just, it, it didn't have a reason to go, for you to go. There was no urgency. There was, there was no big payoff. And I used to go and I, I would, I used to get posters and stuff to give out for my sci-fi horror group. And I'd meet people who'd provide content and things like that. But I'm not sure if they're there right now. And I'm always the type of person, I'm, I'm always looking for something new. And this is one of the places I used to go to find it, and I'm not sure if it's there now. But it's truthfully, one of the reasons Comic-Con was so popular in San Diego is because it wasn't in Los Angeles.
This week our music was provided by Vincent Nifgans. The song is called Everything's Industrious in Rain, and it can be found on the Free Music Archive. The Fanatic Network podcast is written and directed by me, Greg the Fanatic, executive producer, Jen the Original Red Queen. Theme music is provided by Transistor FM. You can visit us on Instagram at Fanatic Network, Facebook as well. Our webpage is LoneStarSciFi.com. And if you'd like to yell at me via email, you can do so by sending me a message at fanatic at lonestarsci-fi.com.